Chapter 11 of Harry D. or Making It Out. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by John Brandon. Harry D. or Making It Out by Francis J. Finn. Section 11 In Which Percy Wynne Meets With a Failure. The president, vice president, and dean of the faculty honored our specimen with their presence and attention. Charlie Richards delivered a neatly worded opening address, concluding his remarks by inviting the distinguished visitors to examine the class in English, Latin, and Greek. The precepts in English composition were first taken as subject matter for examination, the boys, thoroughly drilled as they had been all along in memory work, answered with such ease that after the lapse of fifteen minutes, the president called a halt. That is too easy for your boys, Mr. Middleton. We'll take them on something where we'll get a fairer chance of puzzling them. Then came the tug of war. Sallust, bristling with idiom, formed a splendid piece de resistance for the acute examiners. They put questions right and left, but the answers came from right and left with almost equal readiness. Presently translation was abandoned and the field of syntax was invaded. Here we held our ground. We had taken nothing for granted in getting up our position and consequently had no unprotected points. The examiners were flushed and smiling. The more they asked, the more their smiling grew. But what pleased us most was the fact that Mr. Middleton was gratified. He himself had not counted upon such readiness. Finally, the president turned to our professor. Mr. Middleton, this won't do. We came here to see what these boys are lacking in, and here they've been parading their knowledge for over an hour. Can't you give us a hint? as to where we can catch them. I would suggest, Father, that you try them in offhand theme work, modeling your sentences on the passages they have seen in the textbook. I should state, in justice to the class, however, that they did not expect such an ordeal. The President was pleased with the suggestion. Well, I'll make compensation, he said. Now, my dear boys, I promise to give a fine book to any one among you who holds out the longest in giving correct off-hand translations. Your own teacher shall be the referee. When any one makes a blunder, Mr. Middleton will rule him out. Playfair, Percy, Quip, White, Brothers, Richards, and myself were delighted with this plan. None of us had anticipated any such line of questions in the specimen, but as a matter of private work, we had repeatedly gone over our author, each one of us, in turn, building sentences in English, and the rest of us rendering them into Latin, similar in form and idiom to the style of Sallust. Others of the class, however, were dismayed, not that they were unfit, but that they lacked confidence. Very soon the examiners were hard at us. 
pelting us with simple sentences. One by one we were asked in turn, and at the end of three rounds not a boy had been remanded to his seat. But now the examiners, following the initiative of the president, fell to introducing kinks into their sentences, whereupon the slaughter commenced. Ten of our twenty-five classmates succumbed at the first fierce onset, leaving fifteen of us in the field. At the next charge, seven bit the dust. There were now left Percy, Tom, Quip, White, Ruthers, Richards, and myself. To the surprise and dismay of all, Percy tripped on an irregular verb and, blushing violently, went to his seat. We all pitied him, for there wasn't a better scholar or a more popular boy in the class. White, Ruthers, and Richards soon followed him, and there remained Tom, Harry Quip, and myself. But as the saying is, we had gained our second wind. Tom was cool as usual and steadied us. Stick up for the honor of the class, boys, he whispered. Don't answer till you're sure. We followed the advice and held our positions for half an hour longer. The clock struck eleven. Two hours are up, said the president. The contest is at an end. My dear students, permit me to congratulate you on the very extraordinary specimen you have given. If it were possible to be above the standard of the class, and that is an open question into which I shall not enter, I would say that in Latin you certainly are above the standard. Your contest in offhand theme work is one in which boys of higher classes seldom come off with honor. Certainly, if you can write Latin as you speak it, there's a chance, and a good chance, too, for you to carry off the collegiate honors. For the rest of the day, you are free. That last sentence was the sort of peroration we wanted. On this occasion, indeed, it was a surprise. Of course, we had a pleasant time of it. Percy made light of his failure. I thought a little too much of my Latin, he said. It humbled me very much to fail. But to my mind, nothing succeeds like failure. And then Percy congratulated the three of us with a genuineness which showed us all how defeat may be turned into victory. End of chapter 11